0: Step inside the Forum, and you enter one of the most expensive pieces of real estate in all the sports. And here in Los Angeles, this evening, all roads lead to the Forum. It is the hottest ticket in sports. The (laughs) Against Dudley Knight. Toby Bryant and Michael Jordan. The foul line. That's a nice fadeaway by George. He struggled. God he wants to come in tonight. There is Bryant reminding us that just in case Michael, Michael goes, there will still be some excitement left in the NBA. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you guys for tuning in, logging on. This is the War Report Radio Series. I'm your gracious host, Jared Adams, tuning in. On a, uh, today's Friday, June 14th Uh, we gotta discuss the aftermath of the NBA Finals It's been a while since I hopped back on and did a podcast About the NBA Finals, I'm sorry for that Uh, but I caught a little flu-like symptom Sickness, and I'm You may hear it in my voice this podcast That I'm getting over a little Flu-like symptom type cold situation Where I, I, I wasn't able to really podcast I had no voice, um I really don't have a voice today, but we're going to get it done either way because the NBA finals are over. Uh, before we get to talking about the NBA on this podcast, make sure you guys follow me on social media. If you guys don't follow me on social media, Twitter, my Twitter handle is War Report Radio Straight Through. War Report Radio Straight Through. And on Instagram, War underscore Report underscore Radio. Um, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram. Now, last time I logged on, the uh, I think the Warriors had just gone down 2-1 in the NBA Finals after Game 3 where Clay did not play. Oh uh, man, so much has happened since that moment. You would see Golden State go on to lose Game 4 and uh, pretty much face elimination in Game 5 in Toronto. Which, uh, and Clay obviously came back game four. Um, he did not play game three. I was upset that Clay did not play in game three. Uh, so they, they bring Clay back in game four. They lose game four anyway. With Clay, I mean, he wasn't 100%. But Steph Curry pretty much didn't have any gas left in the tank after dropping 47 in game three. Uh, then you result in game four where Clay comes back a little hobbled. You know what I mean? He still puts up numbers. Yet. Steph Curry he's a little bit gassed You know what I'm saying And he doesn't have any juice left for game 4 Warriors wind up losing game 4 So now they're down 3-1 They gotta go to Toronto And pretty much they gotta win 3 straight games If they're gonna win the NBA championship It's never been done before in the finals Other than other than the LeBron James and uh, Kyrie Irving-led Cavaliers Who did it against this Warriors team uh, Before KD got there Now, Game 5, everything's on the line. Everything's on the line, man. The whole whole franchise is on the line. The the three-peat, the dynasty is on the line. And out of nowhere, KD, Kevin Durant, decides he's going to lace him up and play and risk injury. You know what I mean? Everybody had been saying from the Warriors organization that this was a calf injury. Uh, everybody in the media was saying that this looked like an Achilles injury. But the Warriors and uh, Durant's medical staff, his whole team, was thinking that this this was a calf injury. Now, one of the big things about Durant's injury, from just watching Game 5, shout out to my boy Isaiah Johnson. I watched Game 5 at his crib. You know what I'm saying? He's got the surround sound, flat screen. It really feels like you're in the game with the, with the damn. What he likes to do is... Um, he likes to like be a little bit behind, maybe 20-30 minutes behind and skip the commercials. The commercials suck for the NBA Finals, by the way. Really takes away from the game. So if you do have a, a, a system where you can fast forward and rewind, I definitely recommend uh, starting next year. Start your game a little bit later, you know what I mean, and fast forward through the commercials. And then by halftime, you'll probably be caught up to live speed and uh, you can watch the game from that point on. Really makes a difference as far as you exp- in, uh, in how you experience the game because there's no stoppage, uh, you feel like you're right there in the game, especially if you got the surround sound jumping off. So, shout out to my boy Zay Johnson, another uh, NBA TV co worker of mine. But anyway, game five, we're, we're sitting there watching game five, and there's just no way that you could tell me that Durant. Who wasn't able to go in game three. Wasn't able to go in game four. In game Four, He decides he's going to lace him up in game five. Facing elimination. Now give Kevin Durant all the credit in the world. For putting it all on the line. And uh, we, we can actually learn a lot from Kevin Durant. And uh, man my respect for that guy Kevin Durant. Went up uh, maybe three, four miles. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. I got the utmost respect for Kevin Durant now. His legacy is pretty much cemented after what he did in game five. He's got a lot more to prove. Uh, considering that Kawhi Leonard has two rings and KD has two rings. And if you look at it on paper, Kawhi's two rings mean a little bit more than Durant's two rings. But we're going to get to that a little later on. So KD clearly not ready to go from tip off. I mean, no limits restriction from the Warriors or Steve Kerb, which I thought was ridiculous. Um, yeah, they just decide to roll him out there like he's just ready to go. And it was pretty obvious to me. I'm not sure what Stephen A. Smith was what, what the hell he was talking about. That KD was ready to drop 40. Yeah, he was on pace to drop 40, but did he look like Kevin Durant? No, because most of his buckets that game came from spot up threes. And he had one pull up three where he was pretty much left open from three. And Kevin Durant has the skill to pretty much knock down open looks and good looks. So, you know what I mean? Was I surprised he came out and played well? No, you know what I mean? He's KD. You know what I mean? With Steph out there, with Clay out there, with Draymond out there, Igadala out there. They're going to look. Just like the old times. But KD, ever from even from the uh even from tip, he just did not look right to me. And my biggest risk was him coming back, him rushing back in desperation. Pretty much. With the series on the line, with the dynasty on the line, he, he rushes back. And my biggest fear is what if KD re-injures himself here and in makes his injury worse? And lo and behold, three minutes into the second quarter, Kevin Durant, he's getting guarded by Ibaka on the wing. He, he makes one pivot on that on that right leg and ruptures his Achilles. He clearly was not ready to go. I mean, this is malpractice by the Warriors' staff and KD staff. I'm not sure how they let KD play without him knowing that, hey, there's a possibility... And you may rupture your Achilles I refuse to believe that this was a freak accident That the Warriors Did not know that this was a possibility You know what I mean um, I think KD shouldn't have played at all But you know what I mean Much respect to KD You know what I mean I, I think that was probably the, the KD's biggest moment of his career You could take away the two finals MVPs All of that jazz That he got with the Warriors And all of that stuff Bottom line, it's been a three-year run, and I I haven't been more impressed by Kevin Durant, other than that Game Five comeback to pretty much save the series and save elimination in Toronto. Um, but it, it happens to be bittersweet, and I'll get to that. So if you if in Bob Myers, you know he gets up there press conference after the game and says, if you want to blame anybody, blame me absolutely right I'm blaming you Bob Myers absolutely right you let him play when he wasn't not ready to play and it's absolutely hard to keep a guy that good out that long you know what I mean in the finals facing elimination this is it if he doesn't play you know what I mean he just he misses the entire finals and the Western Conference finals as well uh, which they swept the Blazers my Blazers um but that goes just to say you know I'm not sure what the hell the Warriors staff was thinking. Pretty much rushing KD out there way too early. Um, uh, People in the media thought that this wasn't an Achilles injury, even though the Warriors were saying that this was a calf injury, that he could come back possibly, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Yet, you know what I mean? Even at the start of the game, my biggest fear was him getting re-injured me saying that you know what I mean. me watching him play and me watching his movements saying that yo he's not physically ready to play especially in the nba finals yet you know what i mean kd uh kd and that's the thing about it kd knows his body better than anybody so if he know he can't go from just from the feeling of his right leg then he shouldn't have risked it he shouldn't have risked it but here we are. He risked it anyway. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much the result that we have. KD ruptured Achilles out for the season. Next season, rather. And it pretty much reshapes the landscape of the NBA. Now the Lakers with LeBron, you know what I'm saying? They look a lot, a lot more formidable even without uh, Anthony Davis there. Uh, even without, you know what I mean, a marquee free agent that they might pick up. In the offseason Who knows if they trade Lonzo Ball In a number 4 pick To um, To 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 the Pelicans For AD I'm not sure if that's even necessary now Because even without AD The Lakers gotta be one of the favorites To reach the finals With KD out for the year And I know I talked a whole good game about How good Steph Curry is. And how he's the second best player in the NBA. Uh, All of that changed. All of that changed. Game 6. Last night's game. We'll get to game 6 now. So, oh. So, we're talking about the KD injury. Let's get back to that. In game 5. So, KD goes down. And they're able to rally. The Warriors. They're able to rally behind Kevin Durant's injury. To steal game 5 on the road to force a game 6. We gotta mention the... Three clutch shots, one by Clay, the next by Steph, and the next by Clay, to erase a six point deficit and go up by three in those uh, pivotal moments in game five to force game six. You know what I mean? That's the Steph Curry and Clay Thompson that I know of. And I think if Clay was healthy this entire series, I think the Warriors still would have been able to win without Kevin Durant. And that brings us to game six. So, game six. You know what I mean? The Warriors are officially without KD. They're officially without Kevin Durant. And, uh, healthy Clay, healthy Steph, a bunch of rest. You know what I mean? How many days rest is that? Like, three, four days rest, three days rest, whatever. Um, and the Warriors played their heart out, man. I'll give it to the Warriors. The Raptors came to play. Kyle Lowry came to play. Van Fleet was terrific. 40-something points from their backcourt. Van Fleet and Larry alone. Uh, Kawhi Leonard did just enough to get the win. Uh, Pascal Siakam was a mismatch. Um, I think the Warriors stepped up, man. Uh, Curry was being hounded and triple teamed all night. He still got it done a little bit. Clay was terrific. He had 30 points. But... uh, It was just so bittersweet to see Klay Thompson go down in that third quarter. Because he was on his pace for about 45. If Klay doesn't get injured. We're seeing game six Klay. Pretty much do his business. Operate at a high high level. To force a game seven. And then uh, Klay Thompson. He goes up for a dunk. And uh, he's fouled by Danny Green. He, He lands awkwardly. And it, come, it came out today that uh, he, he tore his ACL in his right knee. Which is like fascinating because it looked like he was going to be able to go a little bit more in game six. He comes back out, hits the free throws. Goes back in the locker room. He's jumping around. He's trying to play. He says the door's broke. He didn't hear anything pop. Uh, he wants to go back out there. By uh, the fourth quarter... Started the fourth quarter, Warriors have like a two-point lead. And just without Klay Thompson out there, they kind of become one-dimensional with Steph at the helm. Which is pretty much why I'm pretty much reneging on Steph being the number two player in the game from now on. I think it's clear and obvious that he's not. Uh, without Klay Thompson out there, you know what I mean? You can pretty much game to... Game and defend uh, the the Warriors. Pretty much to stop Steph Curry with a box and one. Triple team him. You can pretty much make him uh, less effective. Without Klay Thompson and KD out there. Which is the main threat of a healthy KD. And a healthy Klay. And a healthy Steph. This team is pretty much unbeatable right now. As NBA stands. Healthy the Warriors will be NBA champions today. However... They see the injury to KD. He plays one. He plays, what, 12 minutes in this finals and shows his true value in that 12 minutes. But KD is only available for 12 minutes. Clay misses game three. He goes down in game six again, misses the fourth quarter in game six. And the Warriors, you know, they fought. They fought real hard. They gave themselves a chance. But, you know, I'm not going to lie. Steph Curry let me down, man. Steph Curry let me down In game 6 He should have been looking to score a little bit more Even though he was being triple teamed Uh, And he had a great look To win the game In the Warriors last possession But uh, he just did not hit the shot So that can't be understated You know what I mean If Curry is this great player that I'm saying that he is And he is a great player He's still top 5 Definitely still top five, but can he carry a team by himself like LeBron? No, and I never had him above LeBron anyway. But uh, Curry, you know, if Curry is saying, if if he's the guy that I've been saying he is, he's got to hit that shot, and I'm 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 holding Steph Curry accountable, point blank, period. Point blank, period. Like Steph Curry, you gotta make that shot, man. And there you guys have it, man. Just like that. You feel me? The Raptors winning six. The six wins in six. And uh, there you guys have it, man. The Toronto Raptors are NBA champions. I know at the beginning of the season, I, I pretty much predicted the Warriors Raptors in the finals. Uh, Kawhi is definitely the best player in the East. Not Kyrie. Kawhi is the best player in the East. He may be the best player in the world. Uh, not named LeBron James. and He may be better than KD at this point. Uh, Seeing that KD is a huge question mark. We never know if we'll see the KD of old and see the KD that um, we're used to seeing. You know what I mean? KD of the past. I'm not sure if that's possible. But uh, that that goes without saying. You know what I'm saying? And uh, let's go over some other headlines. You know what I'm saying? NBA Draft is next week. So shout out to that. You know what I mean? KD obviously changes the entire landscape. Of the NBA free agency. Uh, I'm not sure if he'll switch teams. With an injury like this. Uh, at the top of real You know what I mean. The headlines say. That the Warriors. Still plan on offering. The full five year max contracts. To Kevin Durant and Klay Thompson. As they should. As they should. You know what I'm saying. Keep the dynasty together. As long as you can. You know what I mean. And honestly. If KD can come back healthy next year. You know what I mean? Fully healthy. The Warriors could still contend for a title within the next two. And say if they lock up Clay and Durant for five more years. They could at least win three more championships. I'll give them that. So, you know what I mean? The Warriors dynasty isn't over yet. I'm not sure. We'll never see the run that we just saw again. But I think that they could win a few more titles. Uh, what other what other headlines do we have? Uh, people are saying that Kyrie is uh, prepared to sign with the Nets in free agency. This is huge news for the Brooklyn Nets and the former New Jersey Nets, the hometown team, the sort of hometown team for Kyrie gets a win. Uh, I don't like the Nets because they moved from New Jersey to Brooklyn. You know what I mean? New Jersey doesn't have an NBA team anymore. So that sucks for us. Um... Let's see Some other headlines. The Wizards plan to offer Masai Ujiri 10 million per year and ownership stake of the team after what he was able to pull off with the Toronto Raptors. And also with the Raptors, I'm not sure how the hell they got Marcus Shaw for Valentinus, but that was a dumbass trade for the. Uh, for the Grizzlies I'm not sure what the hell that was about Alright let's go to the forum side let's, let's, let's get out of here As far as this podcast is concerned Um And uh Obviously I'm, I'm just winging it today Uh Let's see What other team Could try to follow The Raptors model Um Let's see I don't know. I don't know which team can follow the one-year rental model. What is the what is the Raptors' model? Kawhi Leonard. There's only one Kawhi. So, you know what I mean? He's not going to be available. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty tough to really say what their real model is. Uh, because they were already a formidable team. They trade DeRozan for Kawhi. They trade Valanciunas for Marcus Gasol, which I think was a huge steal. Underrated move that didn't get talked about at the trade deadline, but shocker to me that they were able to get Marcus Saul, who at one time was considered one of the best centers in the league, uh, previous all star. Um, they get him for Valentin and all of a sudden you got Siakam stepping up, you got Vlan Fleet stepping up. They don't really have a model. I don't think the Raptors have a model. This is like a trick question. I know we're in the forum side. Uh, again, the forum is when I just go online to the NBA forums online and answer some of the questions. And the first forum topic is whether a team can follow the Raptors' model. And the thing about it is, you know, there isn't a real model for success, you know what I mean? Is Siakam a part of that model? The G League model? Van Fleet undrafted? Is that a part of the model? There are a lot of keys to their success, I think, uh... As far as the Raptors being able to win one. And part of that has to do with the Warriors injuries of course. But if you look at their the construction of the uh, the roster. I think Pascal Siakam came out of nowhere. Um, one of those international prospects that only the Raptors and Messiah Jerry was probably really looking at. Um, and they don't really have a, a model. Yeah I, I disagree with the notion of the question. I think the Kawhi for DeRozan trade was uh, pretty much a shocker that they were that that the the Spurs even you know what I mean who 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 could who could have predicted that the Spurs would accept DeRozan for Kawhi swap and you give them Danny Green like I don't the Spurs lost to that trade I'm not sure how that how that's a part of any model that you could really speak of. So within one trade, you, you give away DeRozan and you get two guys with finals experience who have won an NBA title. And Danny Green and Kawhi. Right? That's your two and your three of your starting five right there. The starting four is Siakam. He's the most improved player in the league. I'm not sure how that you could model that up as far as your NBA uh, championship formula. Your five is Marcus Saul. You traded him. In a steel deal for Valanciunas. I'm not sure why they gave up Marcus Saul. Marcus Saul wanted out of Memphis, obviously, so that helps him out the door. But say what you want to say about it you keep Lowry and you get Van Fleet, sign him to a two year deal. So I'm not sure uh, what people are going to say as far as whether the team could follow the Raptors model. I mean, Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, a beautiful job by Messiah Jerry to get them in championship contention, but they don't really have a model that you can really follow in the league. I think that they just had perfect timing. I mean, who could have really predicted last year that a guy named Pascal Siakam would be the most improved player? Um, yeah, it just doesn't make sense to me. Alright, next question. You got Perkins on Curry. You give him passes. He's the golden boy. Okay. Okay, now you got some people going in on Steph Curry, which is is, uh, understandable. It's understandable at this point that people are going in on Steph Curry. Is he the golden boy of the league? Can he do no wrong? Uh, I think the fact that he's light skinned tends to do with that, and he's got like the light eyes, paws. You know what I mean? He's marketable. You know what I mean? He wears the Under Armour, not Nike. You know what I mean? Uh, I think uh, Curry, what passes do we really give them? I mean, nobody really talks about him as the best player. Uh, it's pretty much all uh, except that he's a top five player, which he is. And I disagree with this. I don't think that he we give him any passes. I'll be the first. I was the first one to, you know, what I mean dissect him on my show. Right now, I just said Curry's got to hit that shot, point blank, period. And uh, he's not. He's definitely not a top two player in the league. He's top five to be. Um, we don't give him any passes. I disagree. When you hit 400 threes in the season, 73 win team, uh, three time finals, uh, three time NBA champion uh two-time mvp multiple uh finals first team all nba this year i mean what do we give him a pass on Kendrick perkins i'm not sure like he has to be held responsible for this game six loss i agree with that the notion that he's responsible it's on him for this game six loss but other than that you know what I mean? Oh, and lose it to LeBron James, who's the best player in the game. Sure. Uh, but, uh, yeah, other than that, Steph is one of the best players I've ever seen in my life. Point break, period. And, uh, yeah, straight up and down. Definitely one of the best players I've seen. Uh, for Magnificent talent. You got a triple team just to stop him. Uh, yes, he is responsible for this Game 6 loss. All the responsibility is on him. He deserves the blame. But, you know what I mean? Uh, I don't think that we give him any passes per se. To really... You know what I mean? To, to say that he gets passes like he's not one of the best in the game. Uh, no. I disagree. Um, Do we have any other forum topics? Is it fair to say that the Toronto Raptors, indirectly, indirectly saved Kevin Durant's Golden State legacy? Obviously, people have considered discredit for any of his fees at the Golden at the Jordan Golden State. Um, to an extent, but I think, I think. Toronto Raptors, did they indirectly save Kevin Durant's Golden State legacy? Kinda, you could say that a little bit. The fact that now that the Raptors have clearly won the NBA championship without KD there. Yeah, you could say that his his legacy with Golden State and their fan base is cemented. Yeah, they know that they can't win one now without KD, which is facts. Uh, but I think KD did a, did more directly himself to save his own legacy in Game 5. So, KD going out there and risking it all. I think he himself put himself on that plateau of like, my legacy is this now. Rather than the Raptors indirectly saving it for him. You know what I mean? Because the Warriors are a great team without KD. But uh, with him, obviously... You know, they, they are one of the greatest teams in NBA history with him. So, it's interesting how, how people will scale that. Um, me, I don't think that the Raptors, you could give the Raptors any credit for for really indirectly saving KD's legacy with Golden State. I think KD did enough in Game 5 to pretty much prove to everyone that he was worthy of this guy you know what I mean? To win two Finals MVPs, even though that you know what I mean, the Warriors were already a championship team before he got there. So that'll be it for today. I'm done talking. Uh, this is the NBA League Pass podcast, only on the War Report Radio series. Hope you guys got through this podcast without turning it off. And uh, my voice is a little screechy today, which sucks. Um. But uh, nonetheless, I'm signing out. Make sure you guys like, subscribe, give me a five star rating on iTunes Podcast. Um, follow me on Instagram, war underscore report underscore radio, and on Twitter, war report radio straight through. Man, I'm going to do a, probably another NBA podcast uh, for the draft and a little bit for Summer League. But other than that, man, I'm about to start interviewing folks again. We got a new studio out in ATL. So, I'm just excited. I'll be returning home to Jersey in a few. So, uh, just stay tuned, man. We got a lot in store, man. We'll report. Peace.